0: Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now, let's get into the show. Well, hello, all you beautiful cyclists. It's Sarah and I am excited to chat today about the Tour de France Femme 2023. Now, last week I did a review of the men's race, so I wanted to complement that podcast with a review of the women's race. And I actually got a few emails this week about last week's podcast asking if I was feeling okay and had I taken something. (laughs) I I was. I was very excited over the men's race last night, but come on, cycling is basically my life now and the tour... Well, it's probably my favourite time of the year, to be honest. So 2023 saw the first ever Tour de France femme. And this was as a result of campaigning by women in cycling who came up against obstacle after obstacle. And they were told that they were nuts and that a Tour de France for women would never get off the ground. And I always speak about one of my favourite athletes outside of cycling, Irish boxer Katie Taylor. She was a trailblazer in getting women's boxing recognised as an Olympic sport and there are a few key players that did the same for cycling and Marianne Voss, well she really did the same for women's cycling and to get the Tour de France Femme to get that going. Almost 10 years ago, she formed a group called La Tour Entière, which led a petition that called on the tour's organisers, ASO, to include women in the Tour de France. Now, they got almost 100,000 signatures and an event called La Course that was born in 2014. Now, La Course, it was a one day event and it was kind of like a stepping stone to the Tour de France Femme that we know from last year and that began on the Champs-Élysées last July and it was amazing. The eight-day race, it was everything that Mariana Voss has fought to create and the second year of this incredible race is set to be a cracker. I, I love thinking about all the girls out there that will watched this race in 2023 and that have been inspired from the race in 2022 and that you know they look at these women and they're like yeah I want to become the next Voss, I want to become the next Van Vluten and they see they see their idols there on the biggest stage in the world. So this year's Tour de France farm race is eight days long and covers 956 kilometers which is almost 100 kilometers less than last year's race but I actually think that this year's course looks Harder. Yep, they've made it even more difficult. Last year, the women's race kicked off in Paris on the day that the gents race finished. But this year, the ladies won't be going anywhere near the Champs Elysees and the starting gun will be fired in the Massif Central on July the 23rd in the city of Clermont-Ferrand. The route will take the peloton south and into the Pyrenees, With a mountaintop finish on the iconic Tourmalet. And that's going to happen on stage 7. And the finale stage, which is stage 8, is going to be a time trial ending in Pau. And I think it's a great idea to start the race away from the guys finale. The race is only 8 days long. The guys race for 21 days, the girls do eight days. There's less time available to traverse the countries and hit some really key areas and really key climbs. And Paris is the other end of the country to the Pyrenees where most of the action is going to take place. So this move from Paris has freed up the ASO, which are the or- organisers, and the race director, Marion Roos, who is a former French rider herself. So this year they're gone further afield in France and they have designed an amazing, varied, challenging and an exciting route. Marion Roos said last week... The women will race eight stages from Sunday to Sunday and extend the drama for a fourth week with the same script focusing on the feats and failures of the champions and the role of breakthrough characters against a magnificent backdrop. Like last year, there will be similarities between the two courses. So yeah, she hit the nail on the head there, I think. There was always this big void after the guys' tour finished. It was like, okay, what do I watch? (laughs) What do I watch now? I guess it's time to get back, you know, up to speed with current affairs. But now we get an extra week of quality racing with the Tour de France Femme. So the stages. The race is going to open on stage one on July the 23rd and this is going to be a 124 kilometre flat race. Now it has a tricky climb and we're going to see a lot of attacks on this and then after that climb it leads into, there's a nine kilometre lead into the finish line. The second day of racing, it's a sticky enough day, it's got 2,500 metres of elevation in total so this day has six ascents so they're constantly climbing and going down, up, down, up, down and we're really Going to start seeing who is in top form on this stage, and it's going to be a really tough one hundred and forty-eight kilometers. Day three is similar in length; it's got five notable climbs and a flash ten-kilometer ride to the finish line. Now, the following day is the longest day with one hundred and seventy-seven kilometers on the cards and two thousand four hundred meters out of climbing. And they're saying the strong winds could also play a factor in this day. Race director Marion Roose said. The fourth stage when we'll arrive at Rodez doesn't seem so difficult on paper, but I went there and I can tell you it's very hard, above all in the last 40 kilometres where it's always up. Down, there's small roads. The positioning will be very important. Really, the fourth day for me will be almost decisive for the GC, so that's very interesting. And I cannot wait for that day. Stage five, then, and we are getting deep into the Pyrenees for a 126 kilometer route with four ascents. And then the following day, stage six is 122 kilometers, mostly flat. I think that day is obviously going to favor the sprinters now the next day on to the queen stage. Queen stage in any cycling race is the hardest, most demanding stage of a stage race. And it's always in the high mountains. And this one is going to be a bitch. The women will be scrapping it out on the famous Tourmalet, where the final ascent is 17 kilometers with an average gradient of 7.3%. I've never cycled this. This is on my list. I think the gradient's pretty consistent the whole way up the climb it's going to be an amazing day Without question, the Col de Tourmalet is one of the all-time greats of cycling. And at first it featured in the 1910 Tour de France. <laughs> it's appeared over 80 times in the Tour de France since. So it makes it amongst the oldest and the most frequently used climb in the history of the race. As the highest road pass in the French Pyrenees, the Tourmalet is a special, almost sacred place for cyclists throughout the world. This is going to be the most decisive stage in my opinion of the race and the following day, the last day, we have a time trial. So after the Tour de France Femme 2022, the fans, the teams, the riders, I spoke about this in a podcast at the conclusion of the race last year. So everyone's Everyone shouted, and the organisers listened. And this year, we are going to be treated to a time trial on the last day. Oh my God, that is just—it's going to be unreal. Last year's finale saw the peloton. Haven't the only words I can use really are scramble and claw their way to the finish line on top of La Planche de la Fille with those killer 24% gradients oh my god remember watching everyone going up that that was so exciting and although the time trial is obviously a completely different finish it will be equally exciting especially if we have a close GC contest They've already made this so difficult, though. The riders will be feeling every single gradient in their legs still from the turmoil from the previous day. Okay, so let's look at the riders. For all the changes to the race agenda from last year, and you know they've tried to make it more of an open GC fight. There's, there's no denying that this is still a race that suits defending champion Anna Manik van Vluten Now, she is just the best. The ASO described the Tourmalet Summit finish as a setting where only the best female climbers in the world can hope to win. And hello, like who do we think about best female climber? It's just Van Vliet. She's number one. She's an epic climber, as we saw last year. And I can tell you what, she is not too shabby at time trialling either. So some people in the media have called her winning next year. You know, they've called it already, but I don't know. There is... Some really good, strong, well-rounded, determined GC contenders coming through the ranks. And I don't know, I I can't see Van Vluten as a shoe-in just yet. That said, I would really like to see her win. She is just special. And I don't think there's any course that the organisers could have designed that wouldn't suit her. She's an all-rounder. After winning the world champs a few weeks ago she will be racing in the rainbow jersey and with that coveted number one pinned on the back of her jersey which is even cooler because we know that this is probably going to be her last year as a professional cyclist and what a way to end your career. So who is going to be trying to stick it to Voss? We have Demi Vollering. She was the closest rival to Anna-Monique van Vluten on the ascents last year. But she said that her legs exploded trying to match van Vluten. And she said to Voss afterwards, it's not normal what you did. (laughs) Vollering is also a powerful time trialist. And I think that she's going to excel in the first six stages. Plus, she has an amazing team behind her. We also have Cassia Nuadoma breathing down Voss's neck. And I think this year is her year for at least a few stage wins because she's suited to those mid-mountain routes. Recovery seems to be her superpower. And when other riders are completely gassed from climbing a steep pitch or putting in a big effort to close the gap, Nuadoma just, she always just seems to have another gear and can always just give it another punch. Now we can't rule out Elisa Longo-Borghini. This Italian is feisty. She is an aggressive racer and I think she is amazing at just bossing the peloton around in order to get into positions that suit her. And she seems to control the bunch really well. She's won Paris, Roubaix and Flanders. So we know that she has an engine. And I think she'll be able to hold her own in the mountains. She's very smart. She's got a really, really in-tune cycling brain. And she also has an amazing team, which includes Lizzie Dagnan and the World Time Trial Champion, Ellen Van Geek. So if you're into sprinting, well, this year, the course does really focus on climbing. We have a fast finish on stage three and then another one in stage six. But like the guys course, These sprinters are going to have to get over all of those climbs first and try to stay fresh for their star moments. So we're nine months away from the start. And like the men's race, I just can't wait. Women's racing has come on so far, even in the last year. We now know and understand the teams. We understand the riders, their personalities, the styles, and the dramas that can unfold within the Tour de France Femme. I think people last year were surprised at the quality of the race and how enjoyable it was to watch the women's race and I just know that that is going to grow and grow and build and build over the next couple of years. On the Cycling News website this week it said that Marianne Roose's two thousand twenty three route shows that she doesn't intend for the race to be constrained by the men's event but rather build its own foundations certainly influenced by the characteristics of the men's tour de france but not simply its smaller copy or an afterthought add-on that's pretty cool that's a great quote from cycling news i love that take from them and this is the type of thinking that we need around promoting and growing women's cycling that is all for me folks have an amazing weekend safe peddling. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Have you ever wondered how good you could actually be? Each of us has a unique set of circumstances with work, family and social obligations but we all still want to fulfill our potential in cycling. Okay okay maybe you won't ever win the Tour de France but for most of us this is what cycling is about.